Well, Happy New Year from your favorite podcast host. It's another episode of 10 Minute Cinema. Oh, Zach's here? No, it's... Oh, oh wow. it's you. Oh, okay. Wow, the first burn of 2023 that they hear on the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. I am not thankful for that. <laughs> How you been, buddy? Good. Have you seen any movies lately? Uh, several, actually, yeah. Oh, well, do tell. Okay, well, I'm only going to tell you about one. Jerk. So, for the rest, you got to listen to the Ada Ray podcast. Oh. Yeah. You got another one coming out, huh? Yeah. We do one every year for our top 10 movies. Best of 2022. Yep. So, this one may or may not be on it. You'll have to listen to find out. But I think it'd be the most enjoyable one for me to talk about here. Okay. And it's the most recent one I've seen, I think, yes. I watched uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Oh man, I I've been talking about wanting to see that. Yeah, it was it was good. I liked it. Are you are you a Knives Out fan? Yeah, I liked the first one. Okay, I want to rewatch it before I watch the second one. Is that something I have to do? No, not at all. Okay, but couldn't hurt. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm going to. I was okay. just curious for our listeners that they chose to right do it if they no, needed it's... to watch the first one. No, Benoit Blanc, same character. Right, uh, but. Really different case, yeah, completely okay. different case. It doesn't even reference the first movie at all that I that I caught. Or maybe a little snark about previous cases he solved or something. Mm, no, not not really. Nothing, huh? No. Okay. Well, so you're saying you recommend this one, though? I would say so. Yeah, especially if you like the first one. Yeah. If you didn't, mm, yeah, you might want to skip it. If you didn't like the first one, if, okay. you, if you haven't seen the first one, it's okay to start with this one. I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Yeah, it's it's on Netflix now. Cool. In case people wanted to check it out. Yeah, it just came out uh, this week or last week. Uh, last week. Okay. On the twenty third. Very cool. Gonna ask me if I watched a movie lately? Apparently, you just did. Well, I saw, and it was because of you that I saw this. Oh. You uh, bought a Blu-ray recently that uh, had a digital code, and we shared that. So you went ahead and hooked me up with a Everything Everywhere All at Once oh. digital copy, which uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. It was a great film. It, I It seemed like an S-Bob movie. I thought, thought it would be one you'd like. I mean, it was fantastic, to be honest. It has everything that you're looking for. Everywhere. Yeah, all at once. Mm-hmm. It spreads it out a little bit. It spreads it out quite a bit, actually. Yeah. But yeah. almost two and a half hours. So, especially if you're a fan of like a movie like Swiss Army Man, because same uh, directors made this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. But I mean, I recommend this same one if they like action films or you know comedies or. It's a special type of comedy. I wouldn't recommend it just to any comedy fan. Well, yeah, but I mean, most people that like comedies, like that's their favorite genre. They're gonna probably enjoy a movie like this i would think okay so yeah i definitely enjoyed it i recommend it i can't recommend it enough honestly it was one of my favorite films of 2022 for sure Ooh. and i'm willing to bet that it's probably on that top 10 list of yours of mine or of ray's maybe both honestly Ooh, okay it's a really good film all right so i guess we should go into the film for today's podcast okay uh, we watched the Happy Time Murders. We did. We did. 
So this was your first time seeing it, right? It was. Once we started it, I remembered seeing trailers for it from whenever it came out in theaters. Right. But yeah, that was all I'd really known about it. So uh, it was definitely interesting. Kind of, kind of a, I don't know, like a raunchy, like Seth Rogen-esque view of a Muppet type of movie, kind of. Yeah, it's basically like a raunchy Muppet movie that no one really ever asked for. And the shock of it is funny for a little bit, but yeah, it, it's not a, a complete hit to me. I'm going to say part of that for my review, but yeah, it, it definitely, it comes out swinging and then just kind of tails off. It it really doesn't have like as much like in your face like shockingness. It basically turns into like a a procedural. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they like do a, uh, like, like the first half is definitely more shock value and raunchiness, and mm-hmm. then it kind of it goes into the story more, which is fine. Sure, but I feel like if you're gonna go balls to the wall shock value at the beginning, you should probably carry that throughout the whole film, or at least spread it out more. I mean, to have one happy one type of movie and the other happy completely different is kind of shocking in its own way. Uh, just how do you like go through the story, basically? From a technical standpoint, this is probably some of the best Muppet live action interaction in a movie. Oh yeah, this is like it, it's even above like that Muppet reboot they've done recently. Like I think that the it looked more realistic. Like they've done a real good job with the the green screen and. You know the puppeteers and everything have really done good. Like you, you, you absolutely, it seems like they're actually walking down the street rather than just like floating. You know, and I, I really liked that in the credits they actually showed you how they did some of the shots. I mm-hmm. thought that was uh, really important to show the audience because I always wondered how they did the Muppets, and that was a cool way to do it. I mean, to see it and how many people it took just to get one shot. Yeah. Sometimes they had three people doing one Muppet. I yeah. mean. It's crazy, but it's very creative how they do it. I was kind of surprised to see it was actually uh, a Henson production also. Yeah. So, like, this is, like, official. Like, some of those were Muppets that have been used in Muppet movies, and they just reused them in this. Right. They might, like, redress them or something, but yeah, definitely. It was cool to see. I think that kind of made the movie its own little, like, redhead stepsister version of the Muppet universe, basically. Like maybe maybe I shouldn't be surprised because like if somebody else tried something this similar to a Muppet, it, but they'd probably get sued. They so, would definitely get sued. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have seen that coming, but I, I was still kind of a nice surprise. I thought. So uh, I know we're not doing the new format this week. Yeah, but uh, I did write down some scenes, so I'm still getting to talk about them. Sure, go for it. So the first one I had was the massacre at the video store, porn house, whatever you want to call it. That is a. Uh, hilarious scene to start off he's trying to find something in case and just a giant massacre of stuffed muppets and shirts and his reaction when he walks back in the room is great Mm -hmm. i mean it really makes it feel like it's a real real thing to happen but it's just muppets yeah i like the fact that they like the stuffing explodes out of them and stuff like yeah like like blood and gore would in a normal movie yeah right and it's also kind of shocking how much stuff they got away with because they were Muppets. They were, uh, it's just kind of crazy that the ratings board didn't try to stop some of this stuff. Like just the whole imagery of Muppets being at the porn house watching their smut films on screen. 
<laughs> I can't believe they actually made it on the movie. Another scene I liked in this movie was the poker scene where they're, well, not poker, but it was a poker table, basically, where they go and oh, talk oh. to uh, one of the Happy Time members. Yeah, and she does the lines of sugar. To she does the lines of Pitsy Sticks to prove that she's uh, half Muppet. Spoiler alert, which you should already know. Not half Muppet, but has a liver. I thought that was pretty cool and a really wacky way to have a character go on a drug binge with it actually not being drugs. Yeah, it was a neat little twist. And she does a good job of acting stoned or high or however you want to put what she was. <laughs> yeah, Melissa McCarthy has a good way of just being balls-to-wall crazy in anything she's in. Yeah. She I'm probably, usually not a fan of it, but it worked, I think, in this one. For it me. does work in this one. Yeah. She probably read the script and was like, this is the movie I have to make. Like, <laughs> this screens me or they're not making it. I don't feel like you could put any of our actors in this role and it would work as well. Yeah, it's a select few for sure. I mean, you gotta mention the... The sex scene. The sex scene. That's one of the funniest uh, scenes in the whole movie, in my opinion. The use of silly string here probably saved the company for another year (laughs) because of how much they used in this scene, which was great because it was, you know, mimicking, you know, the stuff. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're too young to be listening to this podcast. The next scene I have uh, is when, you know, Phil's on the run because they think that he did another murder. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up at her apartment where he cleans it up, takes care of her. And then we finally get to see... Melissa McCarthy. So you're, yes, yeah. yes. His... Former you, partner, you're just, you're just shouting partner. out random hers, and you didn't explain who it was. So. I'm sorry, yeah. you're right. It shows the backstory finally of why he is not a cop anymore uh, after he cleans her apartment. And I, I just really like how they did this. It really added to the story, which was great because there's not much story in the movie other than the case for the most part until this came up. Yep, and gives us something to resolve at the end. Like you know, that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, out, it really, so. it pushes you into a third act when you finally see it. Starts the road, at least. And then the final scene is, you know, to mimic that scene. His redemption shot, where he finally gets to take the shot and be the hero and prove that he wasn't trying to just miss on purpose. Yeah. How about, how about that big reveal, too? Dude, that was crazy. I did not expect that. I've seen it twice, and I forgot that it happened. Yeah. I really did. I did, had no idea. And then she was, happened, she I was, was like, the daughter of the puppet he killed. Right. Well, yeah. I meant more so uh, Elizabeth Banks being bad. Oh, you think that's the big twist? Well, I mean, it was part of the twist. I guess. I knew that she was still the bad one from yeah. the very beginning. But I didn't remember that Elizabeth Banks joined her as well. Oh, okay. So that, to me, that was the big twist. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. That seems obvious, though, even from someone watching it from first time. Yeah, for sure. You didn't think? No, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that at first. Oh, man. The first time I watched this, I go, it's her. Like we said, it's a solid comedy for Muppet. Something that if you're wanting to see something a little raunchy and maybe not something that you would necessarily watch all the time, but one that if you're in the mood, it could hit it. One thing I will detract it from it is um given that it was officially a muppet movie i was kind of expecting the typical muppet cameos you don't really get any really 
highlighted cameos. So I, I don't think there was any way we were going to see Kermit or anyone like No, no, no. I'm saying like humans, like famous actor cameos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you get that a lot in a lot of the Muppet movies too. You do? But I mean, if you look at this cast, it's pretty stacked with famous people. Yeah. You got Maya Rudolph. You got Joel McHale. Yeah, they're recurring characters, though. They're part of the movie. They're not just like a one one and done, you know, like, oh, here, I'm here for this scene. I know. I'm, I'm in the saying, background. Like, I, I expected that, so I was kind of let down when we didn't get it. Okay, okay. I get you. Well, it is kind of like, you know, like I said, the redhead stepchild of Muppet movies, so. Yeah. Maybe it just, uh, they just couldn't get the celebrities to go into the raunchy movie. They didn't want to do that Muppet scene. Well, that's our 10 minutes. Awesome. So since this was the first time that you saw this one, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, start off. All right. Well, as we mentioned before, it it comes out of the gate swinging, and it really, like, establishes a tone, and I was ready for that tone to continue, and it just falls off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. It was good, but I'm definitely glad I... I watched it amongst friends here because, especially if I'd watched it like by myself, I would not have found it as good. I don't think you would have finished it if I, you watched it yeah, by yourself. I probably wouldn't, honestly. After it drops, you would have been like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Start pulling out my phone and then eventually just turn it off, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like to be uh, too negative on a film. You know, it still is a, a triumph that it got made and it's a, it's a good accomplishment. Like I said, the, the technical aspects of it are really nice. But I'm going to go ahead and give it a two. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I That's not terrible. It's just no. below average for you. Yeah, sure. I'm going to be a little bit more generous, but not much. Okay. Uh, like I said, there's some really great comedic things about this movie. Especially the first half of the movie is really funny to me. Uh, at times. Not the whole time. But okay. it definitely made me chuckle a couple of times and... Again, I don't want to hate on it here because, you know, they're trying to do something different. This has never been done before with Muppets, so they tried to do what they could with it. And I'm going to go ahead and give it a 2.5. Not not too bad. It's average for me, but if you're looking for something different, it might be for you. Okay. I do have uh, some trivia. Do you? Not much, though. Okay. So, Sesame Workshop sued the team behind the film for the tagline, No Sesame, All Street, claiming that the film tarnishes their reputation. The suit was rejected on May 30th, 2018. Soon after, STX issued a brief statement, We fluffing love Sesame Street, and we've obviously very pleased that the ruling reinforced what STX's intention was from the very beginning. To honor the heritage of the Jim Hansen Company's previous award-winning creations while drawing a clear distinction between any Muppets or Sesame Street characters and the new world Brian Hansen and the team created. We believe we have accomplished that with the very straightforward No Sesame All Street tagline. We look forward to continued Happy Times as we prepare to release Happy Time Murders this summer. And then uh, for the TV spots for the film, uh, start with from the studio that was sued by Sesame Street. <laughs> Brian Henson's worst day on set was when he had to play crab. He had to be inside a trash can so that he could direct while operating and voice crab. While he was in there, he suddenly felt something cold and liquid creeping down his back. 
A crew member who thought it was a real trash can had carelessly thrown in a half-full bottle of beer. <laughs> so, first of all, let us I just want to unpack this real quick. That's really why I put it in here. There has to be cameras all around this trash can, right? Not necessarily. But it's like set up like it's a scene. Probably. I don't remember the scene in question. I don't either, but just for, you know, unpacking. Okay. You have a human being inside a trash can. How do you throw a bottle of beer, a half-drink bottle of beer, into a trash can with a human inside of it and not, like, notice them or notice the fact that there's, like, cameras rolling, that anything's happening here? How could they just do that? I don't understand it. Well, I doubt the cameras are rolling. They could have been. But I, I guess it could have been in between takes. Yeah. But still, like, pay attention. You're on a film set. It seems to me it would be very obvious that that was a scene that was being filmed or about to be filmed. Maybe he's just protecting someone's identity. Maybe it was a prank and he needs to get back at him. I want to know who this is right now. I will find you. (laughs) It got deep. It did. But that's all the trivia I had. Okay. Do you have anything else we want to add on uh, this episode? Yeah, we need to talk about what's next. Yeah, we can do that. So it's time for another fan request film. Oh, yeah? It is. Who requested it? That would be Ian Heidemann. Oh, I know him. You do? It's going to be Dead Poet Society. Oh. And uh, I've never seen it. And I don't really know anything about it. Okay. Other than Robin Williams is in it. He is. You do have that correct. So this is going to be a completely blind experience for me. Oh, you're not going to look up anything? I'm not. Okay. I don't need to. I'll look at trivia after I watch it. Okay. All right. Well, you can reach us on Twitter. Sure. You can reach me at USA Kid 6977 Definitely. <laughs> you can reach Farbo over here at Big Guy ACV. That is me. And you can reach the podcast at 10 Minutes In. Happy 2023. And that's a wrap.